But our theme for this month is faith to finish strong. Faith to finish strong. And you can say, but Pastor Tasha, you guys spoke a lot on faith this, this month um, or, or this year. Yes, because faith is the foundation of who we are and what we stand for. Come on. It's our foundation. And when we go to Hebrews 11 verses 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of the thing we do not see. Because you cannot have um, faith without hope. Come on, you cannot have faith without hope. You need hope for faith. And we know like, I think it's Pastor Lanzel that's always saying it, that faith is for today and hope is for tomorrow. Come on. We are living in a hopeless society. People lost hope. They lost hope in government. They lost hope in one another. They lost, and they lost faith. And we need to restore that because that is our currency. God is moved by how much you trust him. Come on. Are you with me? Um, we have to be a people that is people of hope. And a people of faith. Come on. Hope opens your spiritual eye that you can see what your natural eye cannot see. When your spiritual eye is open, it doesn't matter what circumstances you are facing and how dark it looks around you. When you have hope, hope will lighten up that situation. Come on. And it will stir up faith in your life. And you will have the strength to carry on. Come on. Because even in the most darkest days of your life, the most natural thing to do is to doubt. But the spiritual thing to do is I know what I'm seeing and I know what I'm hearing with the natural eye, the natural ear. But I know who I'm trusting. Let's go to Ephesians 1 verse 17 Till 19, and it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eye of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling. The hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of the inner uh, inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the work of his mighty power? The hope of his calling. We need to have hope. Tell your neighbor you need to have hope. You need to have hope. Many people lost hope, and many people live in realms of hopelessness. Come on. A negative people is not negative. They are negative because they lost hope. They cannot see the future. They cannot see clear. And if you are hopeless, it will kill you because hopeless people is a depressed people. Come on. People commit suicide. Because there is no hope. They cannot see the future. They cannot see clear. And it's not okay. Because our message is a message of hope 
and our faith and telling people that God is able. Come on, can all the Dutch Reformed people say amen this morning? We have to rise from living in the natural into the realm of the spiritual. Where the spiritual realm become more real to us than the natural realm. I'm not talking about being spiritually minded and earthly no good. I'm talking about whenever, when you see the things in life. That is difficult. And when you hear the news and see it's election time almost. And when you see all these things that, oh, that fear will not overwhelm you and cripple you. And you become hopeless because many people, they want to leave our country because they don't have hope for South Africa. Come on. I was speaking to a waiter. um, I can't even remember where. And the waiter came and spoke to me. I just have this face that come and speak to me even if I don't want to speak (laughs) or listen or how do you say it? And he told me, he said, ma'am, do you think, do you want to leave South Africa? And I looked at him and I'm like, no, why should I leave South Africa? I said, no, there's a lot of promises for the nation. He said, many people is moving because they are so scared of what's going to happen. But, but I want to tell you, he doesn't know I'm a minister or anything. He just say, ma'am, I want to tell you, there is hope for South Africa. And I was like, yes, there is hope for South Africa. Because I serve a living God that gave a word over my nation. And I'm standing on that word. I don't care who is fearful and who is fainting out and what is happening around me. But I am not going to declare what others declare. January, um, we went to Thailand, and, and on our way back, God said, don't speak negative about your country or your government. I think I've shared it. And as I entered into the airport, and I need to go through customs in Johannesburg to come back into the country, there was only one person working. And I think there was like five flights coming in. Now, not to say anything, it's very difficult, especially if you are very opinionated like myself. And everybody were complaining and saying something, and I was just standing there and looking around, and my husband looked at me and he said, are you going to say something? I said, no. He said, but I know if you say something, we're going to move faster. I said, no. I said, this is a test. And even if God just allow one person to work to test me, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Come on. Because I know I cannot let anything come out of my mouth that is not from the Lord. Because God told me, he said, you're an atmosphere changer. You're a prophet over this nation. You are a prophet over this nation. You don't need somebody to hit you with an olive branch to say that you must speak life over your nation. And whatever comes out of your mouth will be. So I said, Lord, I'm not going to say anything. And I just told my husband, we've got a beautiful nation, a beautiful country. And he's like, do you feel okay? (laughs) But we do. We really, really, really do. But if we are a people that's hopeless, it will seem that there is no way way out. But Proverbs 13 verses 12 says, hope defer makes the heart sick. Delayed hope 
makes the heart sick. People worry themselves into illnesses. Come on. I already had a conversation with somebody that is so fearful because she cannot buy her kids expensive gifts. And I'm like, what? And I just go and take that toy that is in the cupboard for the last 10 years, go wrap it and give it to the child. Come on. What I did with my son when he was smaller, you know, I had boxes. He had one play box, and then I will, I will swap it around. And then it's his old toys, but when he opened it, he's so excited because it feels like a new toy because he haven't played with it for a while. And I know, I'm sorry if you don't know how to trick your children with that, but I was very good, Mama. Like that. I remember my son had a pants. It was an army pants. It was a, 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 a pajama pants. And I was always trying, Ashley, to give this pants away. And every time I would put it in the black bag to give away, when I see he went to the black bag, he took it out and he had... That pants went from oversize to a three-quarter to a short. And later, I'm like, Matthew, you can't fit in this pants anymore. Come on. But we need to come to that place where you cannot be fearful of nonsense. People are scared because they didn't get bonuses and all these kind of things. And yes, with the natural eye, it might be scary. But when you fix your eye on Jesus, come on, the author, the perfecter, of your faith, and you say, Lord, I trust you. What about having the attitude of gratitude, just coming in and saying, Lord, I don't have much, but thank you, Father, that I have a home, I have a car, or maybe you don't even have a car, and maybe you are sharing a room, but you have a bed to sleep in. Come on. But we let the things of this world overpower us because we are living in comparison. I'm comparing myself with everybody else. I want what they want. I want to I want look like they look, whatever. It's nonsense. But when you start thanking God for what you have, He smiles upon you. And because you are thankful for who He is in your life with the little... Come on. He comes and, and he makes ways where there seems to be no way. Because he is God. And we must stop limiting the Father, the living Father. We must stop limiting him because of our brains that cannot comprehend him. If the doctor gave you a negative report, the first thing you will think is, oh Lord, I'm going to die. But what about thinking, Father, this is an opportunity for you to heal me so that I can have a testimony and tell the world out there, a doctor couldn't heal me, medication couldn't do it, but the Father in heaven, the one whose blood is speaking on my behalf, He healed me, He delivered me, so I can be free. Come on. We call the impossible the impossible because we cannot do it. But we are singing, oh Lord of the impossible. But when God wants to manifest his impossibleness, 
His greatness. I don't even know if that is a word. But don't worry, I create my own words sometimes. And then I hear some people speak exactly the same. I'm like, mm, I hope you didn't get that from my sermon. <laughs> I might get you in trouble. But it's an opportunity to let God show himself strong in your life. Instead of speaking what you are going through, start declaring who God is. I'm sorry to say, but a hopeless people is a prayerless and a wordless people. Because when you read the word of God and when you start to pray, guess what? Hope drops in your spirit. And when hope drops in your spirit, faith grows. But you can only have faith and hope when you know him. If you don't know the Father, you will be hopeless. You will feel defeated. I know in my life, I, I'm like, Lord, you are such an amazing Father. <clears throat> I refuse to walk, walk in doubt. I refuse for things to overwhelm me. I refuse to give in. I will be like a bulldog. I will have the gnashes faith. I will hold on to you. Because I know who you are. Come on. <coughs> Every time you think a situation is hopeless... You are killing faith in your life. And if you are not a praying people, and if you, I'm not talking about um, only corporate prayer. I'm talking about when you are at home and nobody is watching and you put down the TV remote and you go into your room or wherever it is, your bathroom outside, and you start praying. Because many people think we must only pray corporately. Corporate prayer is important, very important. But your personal prayer life with the Father is where He can speak to you and you can hear His voice. Come on. Because if you are, if you are not a pray, praying people and you are not a word reading people, you are giving Satan the right to come to kill, steal and destroy. You give him a right to come and kill your faith. Come on. Our reality is Jesus. He's alive and he is always but always the same. What he did yesterday, he can still do today. Come on. Hebrews 13, 11 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same. What he did for Abraham, what he did for Noah, what he did for Mary, what he did for Isaac, what he did for David, he can do it for me and you. Come on, Lazarus, get out of that grave. Wake up. But with our natural mind and our limits, like, oh, I don't think God wants to do it for me. I prayed for something and somebody else got it. Somebody else got it so that you can see what God wants to do for you. <coughs> 
that you don't lose hope or lose faith. That it will grow in you. Because he is alive, people. We must stop um, um, and pretend that we are serving a weak God. Come on. And that's why you can say, my Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Who is your helper? The Lord is my helper. When you come into the position where you, have not, where you don't have an answer for your situation, when you get into that very position, what happens? When you say, Lord, I cannot do it in my own strength. I cannot figure this out of my own mind. I cannot talk myself out of, out, out of this. I cannot work myself out of this. All I can do right now is trusting you. All I can do right now is stand on your word. I have to step a few steps back so that you can rise up, mighty warrior, mighty king. So that you can show yourself strong and show the world that you are alive and that you can do it and that I'm not the one that's doing it. Many people don't have because they want to claim it for themselves. They want to have glory for themselves. They want to get honor for themselves. But when you are in a position where only God, if it's not God, it's dead. When only He comes and He manifests Himself. Come on. And you see that miracle, and people say, how bad, you know? Then you can say, it was only God. Only, but only, but only God. You don't want Satan to weaken your faith because you don't spend time with the Father. If you are hopeless, you are faithless. Come on. If you are hopeless, you are faithless. I've sat in many conversations. Please don't invite me for coffee. If you just want to tell me how bad it is. Have you ever been to that coffee? You, you know you also may eat marmalade, jam, just to get out of the conversation. The, all they speak about is how bad it is, how sick they are, how they're going to die. And you know the stuff because you know the people. You know it's bad. And then you say, but you know what? If you just believe, yes, but I believe now for five years and I've prayed for 10 years and nothing happens. Did you get those people? And I'm like, yes, nothing happens because you are saying it all the time and their life is in the power of the tongue. And, and you know, those who speak it, they will eat it and they will, they will eat its fruit. You are entangled, ensnared by the words you speak. Talk yourself out of your mess. Faith, talk yourself. Come on. <clears throat> but there's nothing worse than a person that is negative. Don't become an easy target for Satan. You need to make time for the word. If you know the Bible and you know what God is saying concerning you and stop running after the prophet. Come on. Zechariah, God had to come in and shut his mouth so that he could not speak death over his John. 
Come on. God had to come in and shut it and say, Lay, you're not going to speak for the rest of this pregnancy. You're not going to say anything. When God spoke to Abraham and he said, Abraham, you will become the father of many. Do you think God spoke out of Abraham's reality? No, Abraham's reality was he was too old, Sarah was old, they couldn't conceive any children. But when God spoke, God spoke out of his own reality, right into Abraham's and Sarah's situation. Because God will always speak the end from the beginning. He will always speak his end product. He will not speak where you are at. He will say something and you want to, Lord, how is this possible? Yes, it's possible because I've been there. The Father has been at the end of your situation already. And that's why he can speak from the end of your situation right into your now to build hope so that you can have faith and come to the reality of Jesus Christ. But many people, you are so worldly and you just see with your natural, that you are so natural that you only see with your natural. That you are missing what God is saying. Come on. I like Ecclesiastes 9 verses 4. It says, hope is for the living. A live dog is better than a dead lion. Come on, because a dead lion can do nothing. While you are alive and you are breathing and you still have power and strength and while God is moving in your veins and in your blood, it means that you are not, God is not done with you yet. It means he still has a plan. It's not the end of your story. It's not the end of your story. Stop listening to the experts. You know, our office is very interesting. We have doctors in our office. We have professional lawyers in our office. We have professional, professional health care people in our office. They think they know it all. Just come to our office. We will diagnose you. We will counsel you. We will even give you a fitness plan if we have to. Don't listen to the experts. Because sometimes I always say when I want to have something done and I, you, 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 you get these people, they will dissect. And they will put the plan, and I was like, I just want this done. How difficult can it be? And they will make it so complicated, and I'm like, give me a person that doesn't know what I'm talking about, because I know he will get it done. Give me a lazy person, please. Lazy person, people do things quickly. Because they want it done quickly. Because sometimes we have, the, because the expert is saying, if you have this cough, it's now this disease. And if you have this, and if you go to Mr. Google, you are dead anyway. You will have like an earache. You are dying. Like a pimple on your forehead. Okay, that's a, signal, a sign you are dying. Everybody, you know, I, I laugh always when my mom, 
and when she was still alive, and you know, she loved television. So she will watch TV, and sometimes Ratka comes and visit us, and he, we want to watch a movie. So my mom will say she will want to watch Fast and Furious. She loved Fast Cars, even in her state. And then Ratka said, no, no, Omar, we're not going to watch that. I said, yes, Ratka. He said, no, because everybody dies. And nobody really dies, but he just always used to tell her, everybody dies. And then she's like, okay, let's watch something else. But if we listen to the experts all the time, it kills your faith. It kills your strength. We know, we know if the symptoms is a symptom, I mean, I've got an ICU qualified nurse, I think six months away of being a doctor that time. She can tell you there is symptoms, but if you're going to say the symptoms and you're going to have one of the experts telling you, it will kill your faith. And I'm not saying ignore doctors and ignore medication. That's not what I'm saying. Because if they were unnecessary, God would not have traveled with Luke. Jesus would not have traveled with Luke. If you lack expectation, you will not see any kind of manifestation. Expectation is the mother of manifestation. You can come to, to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and you can sit here and you can go back home and you can say nothing happened. Now I want to throw it back to you. Where were your level of expectation? What is your level of expectation? My level of expectation when I come to church is not for the pastor to do anything. My level of expectation is for God to show up. And while I worship and while I'm sitting there, while I'm listening to the word, that I know that the Spirit of the Lord can cut right through whatever it is I need. But now we come in and we stand there by the door and praise the Lord. I can say this because the people is already dead. Literally. Come in and you go like, Oh, the Holy Spirit is not here because I don't have any goosebumps today. Let's go to another church. Hello? What if I tell you it's not a feeling or an emotion, it's a knowing? Why did you leave Jesus at home in the first place? Because my word says, the word that I read and I believe the Bible says... Wherever I go, He is, because I am the carrier of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of me, given to me through Christ Jesus. That means where I walk, where I flow, He operates. Come on. He operates. Why? Because He's in me. And I expect him every time to manifest himself in whichever way he chooses to. You know, when people sing, we're waiting on you. What are you waiting on? My oh my, my, my father's mom, one time, there was a lady, she really needed prayer for her foot. And way back, and this is not a story that they told me. 
actually my mom's, not my mom's, my, my grandma told me this. She said my mom's father, my, from my grandfather from my mother's side, my mom's dad, Opa Vili, and that's where Vili got his name from. Um, um, what he did, he will go and pray for somebody in hospital. And this is really the truth. And the flowers that is in the room will close while he's praying. He will pray for one person. When he leaves, that whole ward um, that he was on and the ward above it, need, they all get healed. And they all get sent home. That is what a praying person he was. He always expected God to show up. Now, my grandma used to, my, from my father's side, my grandma, now the family is like all mixed up and we all, they all knew one another before my mom and dad got married. But um, um, she always used to go with him. So she saw it with her own eyes and that's how she told us a story. And even when she prayed for somebody and they were raised up from the dead. But she always wanted an atmosphere. Now, this lady had a pain in her leg. There was no time to create an atmosphere so that she can feel good enough to pray. In checkers, you're not going to have an atmosphere. You're just going to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and a knowing that you know that you know that you know that you are carrying Him. So whatever is needed needs to manifest right now through you. But when you will pray, you know, and, and, and I, I always believe you always have to worship and you always have to pray. I do it with my car. People sometimes think I'm crazy. The one guy was praying so loud and so he was looking at me for God to drive. There is somebody who, and I was like, and he went like, and I was like. So um, if you always see me talking, I'm not saying something to you or throwing signs at you. I'm just praying. Okay, my husband said, it always looks like you're fighting with somebody when you're in the car. I'm like, I'm praying. Come on. But you need to know that you need to have that expectation. When Tabasco was alive, and that's the dog that made me like dogs. I was never an animal person. And I used to, he was very sick. He had um, mephosophagus. It means that he's... Um, you know, he can't swallow and that he was busy dying of hunger and, and, and he um, got some lung infection and we had to take him to the vet and they put him out eventually. But I was praying for him. I know sometimes he was so weak and I'm like, Lord, you say I will lay my hands on the sick and they will be healed. And I was praying for him. Then I can see how he renews his strength and how he gets energy. And the day I prayed for him and I saw nothing happen, I wanted to be so discouraged. And I'm like, Lord, your word is saying, I expect him to live. I expect, I, I, I expect him to be healed. But nothing happened. Does that mean God wasn't there? No. Does that, does that mean I didn't have faith? No. I always say, Lord, if you're not going to do it the way I want to do it, I want you to do something better. Come on. Something better. But I have an expectation. Hope makes faith productive and active in your life. Hope makes faith active and productive in your life.
it goes and it produces. When you have that faith, it produces because what God is all about, the multiplication. Wherever you are and whatever you do, if you have the hope and you carry the faith, it will multiply. It will multiply. Come on. I'm not good doing notes. Usually I preach without my notes, but I decided not to today. If there is no hope, faith is without direction. If there is no hope, faith is without direction. Come on. Like I said earlier, God did not look at Abraham's circumstance. He he did not look at what the natural is saying. He spoke from his reality right into Abraham's circumstance. And sometimes the only thing you need is a word from the Lord. The only thing you need is a word from the Lord. That's why you must always, but always, church, bring hope to somebody. Always, doesn't matter how bad it is. Tell somebody, I, I, I hear what you are saying, and I really feel what you are going through. But this is what God is saying. People will sometimes say, but I don't have a lot of, I'm not very compassionate about certain things. No, I am. I really am. I cried when Marlene had cancer, and I was upset, and I prayed for her. But when she spoke about it, I chose not to entertain it. Did I entertain it? I did not. I listened to what she was saying, and I listened to it, and my heart on the inside cried for her. And it's not like she was complaining about, I'm so sick, and it's not that. My heart really cried for her, but I decided I cannot go into agreement right now with what she's going through, because if I go into agreement what she's going through, I might just steal her hope. I just listened to what she was saying, and I, and I said, uh, make a few sounds here and there that she still knows I'm listening. Although she gets out, she got out of the car a few times, my tears were running through my face because I said, Lord, she's a giver. Lord, she's a woman that doesn't even live for herself. Lord, and I, and I, I used to say all these things. But I couldn't agree to come to the place of agreement. I, was, I, I, I took out a policy and they asked me, does anybody in your family have cancer? We have a cancer survivor in our family, my brother. And I thought to myself, this is irrele- irrelevant because why must I say it? He's already healed, delivered and set free. It never came back. He even spoke at Tiger Bird Cancer Unit already about what he went through. And I had to text him. I said, Billy, what cancer did you have again? When was it again? I mean, he was like nine years old. But Isaiah 46 verses 9 says, I make known the end from the beginning. God makes known the very end from the beginning. And when you believe God comes from the future, your future, not his, because he is a God without time. He comes from your future. He can move into your past. He can come right into your now. Marlene, um, Cecile, and Angelique, let me just do this demonstration. I'm almost done. 
It's almost 12. I'm almost done. Just Angelique stand there. Marlene in the middle. Cecile, um, if you can stand over there like, this is my past. This is my now. That is my future. What faith does, maybe you had an injury in your past, okay? This is past. You had an injury in your past. Maybe you hurt your leg or you hurt, you, you, you got an operation, maybe removed something. When you believe in your now, remember faith is for now. Hope is for the future. And the past is the past. But the Holy Spirit can come to your past, heal that injury, and you might not have it there, but you might heal your sickness, heal your injury, and you bring it right to your now. And that is when the miracle healing expectation power of God that you expect him to do shows up. And that's how the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead been rise. Because the Holy Spirit come from your past and he fix it in your now. But he speaks from your future and he will say to you what he is seeing. And many times we think a prophetic word is for where you are at and how great you are. Actually it is for where you are not and how not great you are. But God is calling that dead thing from your future into your now to come alive. So that you can be all that he has called you to be from now on towards the end of your journey. Come on. <coughs> Thank you, guys. You girls. But we are limiting God. We think He cannot move outside of time. Just because you cannot go back to 1945 doesn't mean the Holy Spirit cannot go back there. He can restore broken relationships in your past. He can restore it and bring it right into your now. Come on. Because he's calling it. He's calling the dead things to come alive right out of your future. That's why you need to open your spiritual eyes to see as God sees, to hear as God hears. And that's why you need to die to the opinion of experts. They will always tell you not good enough. Why you shouldn't, why you couldn't. And how bad you are. Because they speak out of your past. Get yourself some few crazy friends that can speak out of your future. Yes, I know that's what you went through, but that's not what God is saying. I know that you were a drug addict, but now you're a champion. You're an overcomer because that is what God is seeing. Yes, I know you have a speech problem and you are very shy, but I'm speaking confidence, boldness like a lion out of your future into your now so that you can rise up, call yourself blessed and do exactly what God wants you to do. Come on. Because you need to trust him. Because he will make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm ending with this. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord 
with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will go before you and he will make your path straight. He didn't say trust on your husband. Trust on Tasha. Trust on, on, on your father or your mother. He said trust in the Lord. Why must we put our trust in him so that you know he cannot fail you? Flesh, the arm of flesh will fail you. Come on. I promise you I'm not perfect. But I try to be like Jesus. I try to strive like to perfection. But I'm not there yet. Come on. You're not there yet. And that's why we need to rely on him so bad. I told somebody the other day, I said, she said, she's so disappointed in people. I said, can I tell you why? She said, yes. I said, because you're trying to win people for yourself. You're trying to make everybody your friend. You're trying to be the Messiah. You're trying to be Jesus to everybody. Come on. But when you win people for relationship but to Christ, you will know sometimes they just pass you by. Sometimes you just need to be that one person that just do that one thing in their life. It's not that they turn your day back on you. It's just that they need to go to another level of what God wants to do. And, and, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Some people, I thank God when they move on. I told the other pastor, the other day, stop sending your problems to us. <laughs> Come on. But when you start looking at people as God's instruments and as, God, as God's sheep, it becomes so much easier not to be disappointed. It becomes so much easier not to feel that, that you failed. I'm not talking about the ones that come in quiet and leave with a bang. I'm not talking about the rebellious ones. I'm talking about the one that you really poured your heart out. And then they leave because they have to grow. And maybe you are the seed that you had to sow in their life. And somebody else will be the water. And somebody else will be the gardener cutting. Somebody else will feed them the fertilizer. But together we all are doing something for the kingdom of God. Don't let circumstances and people steal your hope and your faith. Just because they don't believe in you doesn't mean that God does not believe in you. I said it the other day. From the day I was born, I knew what I was going to be and do. I don't have a backup plan. I never had. Because I knew I was born for what I'm doing. The greatest attack on what I'm doing is because I'm a woman. Timothy says, Timothy what, what, what says, women shouldn't preach. 
And then my answer is, God always speaks to a man first. And if he doesn't obey God, he will raise up a woman. Come on, men. And I know you that sitting here, you love women preachers because I'm here. And you are here. I was doing the Afrikaans service just after COVID. There was people, but I should have known that there was something not off. They left the church because the church didn't do this and didn't do that. And that morning I walked into the Afrikaans service. It was quite Paxton in that building. I think it was 50 because we only were allowed 50 people. So it was packed out. And suddenly I saw this husband and his wife got up and he walked. He literally walked me out of the way. I was like, and I asked his wife, is he okay? I thought they had just had a fight in the church. She said, I'm so sorry. My husband doesn't believe in women preachers. And I was like, Satan tried to come in to steal my confidence right there because now I have to go up at stage. And how many of this 49, 48 people that is left also believe that? But if I had to believe and listen to man, I'm not talking about men, I'm talking about all of whoever's opinions, man's opinion, I would not have been doing what I'm doing. You would not be doing what you are doing. I decided in my life to die to the opinion of people that are telling me I cannot. Do you know my story? My story, my life was not that easy. My father's life was not that easy. My brother, my sister's life is not that easy. Billy that's on stage is my brother. Not adopted brother, we blood brother and sister. He was healed from cancer. He was healed from tuberculosis. He was supposed to be death already. Every time, if he listened to the opinion of an expert, he had to say no to what they are saying. At the time, it was so bad in his life. If he walked, he was off balance. He just falls because of his ears. The doctor gave him such a bad report. He said, in the next year, you will be completely dead. I will remember it was a service on the property. We didn't have all these services. We only had one building. And you can say if I'm right or not. He, had a, he, had a, he just had a pop in his ears. A pop in his ears. And suddenly, it, he could hear better, walk better. We went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, I misdiagnosed. There's nothing wrong with his ears. And I thought to myself, doctor, how stupid can you be? You didn't misdiagnose. The great physician, Jesus Christ, walked in and touched the expectation that we were carrying. When he had cancer, I will never forget it. He went for treatment, and all his hair fell out. Now, I thought I was so cute every morning. I painted my hand with lipstick because I always make a handprint on his head. Or write something on his head before I go to school. And he will wake up in the morning, and he will always go and say, somebody need to tell him what is on his head. And that time, we didn't have phones. But while I was doing it, I, and I, as a child, I would say, Lord, thank you for healing. And then I will say, P.S., I love you. 
I will write on his head with a lipstick or a cokey or something. I can't even remember. Faith. Trust in God healed him. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you are facing. But I want to tell you this morning there is hope. There is faith. And if your expectation in Jesus Christ becomes so real, I always say, Lord, this is my day for a miracle. I expect something great to happen in my life, and I always see great things. Devin, you can start getting ready for the communion. Yesterday I woke up and I had not say I don't know about you, you go sleep happy, but when you get up, you like feel like, you know, like you can send any, everybody to hospital. I had such a morning yesterday and I was like, Lord, I need to do something. I need to go out, do something. Now I go through all the list of the people I can phone to do something with me. This one is working. Marlene already told me she's working. This one is doing that. This one is doing that. So I was sitting. I was like, Lord, okay, today I have nobody. Children is doing outreach. Nobody wants to put up the Christmas tree with me. They feel it's too much work. The dogs is eating the Christmas decorations. And I'm, not, I'm like, I just had it. And then my friend, he's a Chinese, he's actually my tutor, he phoned me. Do you want to go do something with me? And I'm like, yes. You will not know how God used now this atheist to do something with me. Come on. He is, he tells me. Then I tell him, Kevin, you're not an atheist. You believe in Jesus. I tell him, I said, you believe in Jesus. And this morning, and, and we started to talk at the wine farm. We went to a wine farm. He made me walk. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Now, I'm not a very sporty person, if you, you can see that. I don't know to tell you that. But and suddenly my sinuses act up because it was nature. It was dust. And he said, you know, Tasha, one thing I understand about being blessed and I thought, oh, Lord, I don't have time for this, Kevin, because sometimes he just say things to irritate me. He said, you know, if you're blessed, you don't have to be sick. Because Jesus, he heals, and he starts ministering to me. And I was like, okay, so you do listen to keys of faith that I send you every day. If you're not on the keys of faith group, let us put you on the group. It's really very inspiring and it really gives hope. But I want to tell you this morning, whenever you like yesterday when I woke up, and then also uh, you sent me a message, you're going with Auntie Esther. I was about to text you and you said, I'm going with Auntie Esther. I'm like, okay. There goes everybody. But God is in the little things you need. He will even raise up a Chinese tutor to take you out. Come on. Whatever you need, there is hope. Whatever you need, God is the answer. Whatever it is you are going through this morning, I want to say to you, don't lose heart. Don't but don't 
lose hope. The couple over here, you, you are a couple. You listen to next day for your last couple. I want to say to you, don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. Because God is going to do it suddenly in your life like you've never, like you've never seen before. There's some stuff that you said you are trusting God for. Nobody even knows about it. But God says, I must tell you, He has heard you. He sees you. And always remember, He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. It's going to open doors like you've never seen. I don't know if you are trusting God for a job or something, but I see something is going to come and it's going to be a sudden thing. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord says, say yes. It's going to sound ridiculous, just say yes. Amen. Ashley, can you come and pray over them for me, please? This couple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I also see God is just healing your heart this morning. It's just, it's just touching your heart this morning. And I see how... I just see so much peace flowing into you and over you. I really just see so much peace. The Prince of Peace is with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even in the hopeless situation, God says He has the answer. Lord Father, thank you for this beautiful woman. Thank you that you're just touching her heart this morning. Thank you that you are raising her up, Father God, as a mighty, strong warrior. Thank you, Father, that the sword, the word, is in her mouth and in her hands. But also the breastplate of salvation, the breastplate that protects the heart. Hmm covers her I just see Dasha come and pray with her please thank you Jesus David I just ask that the assistants start serving the communion shalom. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Can I just ask that everyone just stand this morning? Hallelujah. Should have You standing here this morning as a sign of surrender. Just see yourself as a sign of surrender this morning. As a champion, as God sees you this morning. As a warrior. And I just want to encourage you this morning, family, that as you are standing here this morning, I just want you to stay on this high this morning. As we heard that faith is our substance. We need faith to, to finish strong. We need faith to endure. Hallelujah. So this morning, I just want to um, just encourage you, hallelujah, as we partake of the communion this morning, hallelujah, that the price is already paid in full. I said the price is already paid in full here this morning. Hallelujah. The price is paid in full. Victory is ours this morning. And as we partake of the, the bread this morning, which is a sign of Jesus' body, that was broken. The pain, the suffering that He endured for us. The crushing. The pain, like I said, when on His way to the cross and on the cross itself. See it as a symbol of Jesus' body that was broken for you and I. So that we can be made whole. Jesus was broken so that we can be made whole. He became the curse so that we can be blessed. Hallelujah. So whatever it is that you need God to touch here this morning in your body, in your, the, your family's lives, whatever it is, just stand on God's word this morning that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. And whatever you're trusting God for to touch in your life, in your family's life, just say the price is paid in full. As you receive this bread this morning, declared by faith this morning that my, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. My family is healed by Jesus' stripes and His body that was broken for us. So this morning we just receive that His body that was broken for us. Hallelujah. We just receive complete healing and wholeness in every area of our lives. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Also, as we partake of the cup this morning, which is a symbol of Jesus' blood that was shed for us, as we know and understand that God is a covenant God, and that is the blood of the new covenant that was shed for all of us, for all of our sins, so that we can be redeemed, so that we can be sanctified, so that we can be justified, so that all our sins can be forgiven. Hallelujah. And as you partake of the blood, the, the, the communion this morning, hallelujah, which serves as a, a symbol of Jesus' blood that was poured for us, washing away all our sins. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to give someone the opportunity as well. If you have never came to that place where you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, 
No, if, if, if nobody, nobody has ever prayed with you that sinner's prayer, I want to give you that opportunity here this morning. Hallelujah. I know back then when I was also sitting in abuse, I was also going to church, but when I was still in the world, I know I was also sitting in abuse. And you, you must understand, we can go to church, but you have to give your life to Christ. You have to pray that sinner's prayer to go to heaven one day. Hallelujah. So, so I never understood it through this because I thought going to church, that is it. That is doing my part. Hallelujah. But that was not the case. I needed somebody to pray with me, to lead me to Jesus. And you know what happened afterwards? After I prayed the sinner's prayer, after I surrendered my life to Jesus, the Lord made me look at the world in a new way. And, and, and you see, also it's like the scales fell off. And what the Lord reminded me or, or showed me afterwards was that tomorrow is promised for nobody. Tomorrow is promised for nobody. So we are here this morning to help you, not to embarrass you, but to help you go with us to heaven one day. I don't want you to miss your moment, even if you come to that place serving once, serving Jesus once. But you have backslided. I want you, I want to give you that opportunity as well this morning. So if you are here this morning, I just want you to just be bold. Just take a step and be bold this morning and just come to the front. Just come to the front. It's not to embarrass you, but to help you. Hallelujah this morning to receive Jesus, as Christ, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Is there anyone this morning? Hallelujah. There's one. Hallelujah. There's one coming. Hallelujah. Share the, just give God praise for him that's coming. Hallelujah. Is there somebody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there somebody else coming? Okay, there's, there's another one coming. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. And I was praying for this family this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jason, I was praying for you guys this morning. Hallelujah. Can you just come to the front? Can we all just pray with them this morning? Just raise your hands just as a sign of surrender this morning. Just raise your hands as a sign of surrender. Can we just pray with him? You guys can just pray with this morning. Just say, Lord Jesus, this morning I come to you as a sinner. Lord, I come and I repent of all of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and is alive today, seated at your right hand. And from this moment on, living inside of me, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as, your, as my Lord and Savior. And I will live for you from this moment on. Help me, Lord. To walk this road, this awesome journey, oh God, with you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Heavenly Father, I just want to pray that you just come and you just touch them right now, Father. Just touch them right now, Father. Just do a mighty quick work, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That what you have started, Father God, you will complete in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for your plan, for your purpose that will prevail, O oh God, 
in every area of her life, oh God, in the name of Jesus. As he kicks off this journey with you, I thank you, Father God, for my, hallelujah, for an impact, for an awesome journey, oh God. I pray, Father God, as you, you are the lifter of our heads, oh God, I thank you that you will always be there, oh God. As we know that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us, wherever we go. I thank you that you will go wherever she goes, oh God. In the name of Jesus, use her for your glory. Let your name be glorified in and throughout her life. In the name of Jesus. All for your glory, oh God. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this young man, Lord. I pray that you touch him, Father. I pray that your plan will be perfected in his life, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that you will... Bring it to a place that you will be rooted in you. Rooted in your word, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. To stand strong in your faith, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Just pour out your agape love over him, O oh God. Right now. Right now. Just pour out your love in a greater measure. In the name of Jesus. Oh, In the name of Jesus. Jesus name thank you lord Jesus name thank you Jesus hallelujah 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 isn't God awesome can we just just give God praise this morning hallelujah can we just give no we can do better than that family this morning can we just give God praise Hallelujah, hallelujah, as the word comes and shows that God is rejoicing right now in the presence of His angels because of one or two sinners that came to repentance. There's a party going on in heaven, hallelujah, so we rejoice with them. Hallelujah, amen. Can we just raise our hands as we dismiss hallelujah, this awesome army this, this morning, hallelujah. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Um, don't miss tonight, uh, Bishop Ron is going to be with us tonight, hallelujah. So I just want to encourage you, bring, invite any, everyone, like Pastor Gustav always say, Dick, Tom and Harry, hallelujah, invite, and Sue and Sally, invite everyone, hallelujah, hallelujah, don't miss tonight, amen. Can we just pray, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, oh God, we thank you that your word fell on fruitful ground this morning, I thank you that hearts are touched, hearts were touched and changed and transformed, never to be the same again, oh God, we thank you that we can stand on your word, oh God, that faith is our substance, faith is the currency that we walk in and operate in, oh God, I thank you, Lord, my God, that we will not only keep this word for ourselves, but we will overflow, hallelujah, in our mission field, oh God, so that your name can be glorified, so that more can come into your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father God, for safe traveling mercies for each and everyone that's going. Hallelujah. That's departing from here this morning. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that comes and floods us and covers us and surrounds us, O oh God. We thank you that we are invisible for any attack of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that never lost its power. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.